Welcome to Memory Lane, where your favorite songwriters share their deepest shame. We're here today with Emily Castrell of Sister Species. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you could be on the podcast. Me too. Uh, so when did you start songwriting? I started songwriting, well, I feel like I started, I've like written um, poems and like little songs, even as like a young child. But started singing songs, writing songs that I would play out for other people when I was like 19. Let's say it would be my first time playing my own song in front of others. And kind of after, like at that point in my life, I was learning a lot of folk songs. So Mm -hmm. I think at first I was singing songs that other people had written and like embodying those songs. And then through that, I was like, oh, I want to share my own feelings. So I play accordion. Um, My first instrument was piano, and I still do a lot of songwriting on piano. You started writing songs. You were performing them solo, I imagine. I wasn't, actually. You didn't? You started out with a full band? Yeah, which is cool. I really, I very rarely perform solo. Probably, like, less than 10 times have I performed my work solo. Um, I was playing in, like, a kind of amorphous, um, ambiguously membered band called the <laughs> Dapper Cadavers in Portland, Oregon. That's a good name. Thank you. It's from a uh, Beat Happening song is where it comes from. Great. And, but it, uh, yeah, one of, well, doesn't matter. Long story in the name. But um, yeah, so it was like I played accordion and then we had like banjo, guitar, washed up bass, and then kind of like an assortment. Sometimes there was violin, sometimes there was trumpet, sometimes there was um, someone playing broken glass with a shovel. <laughs> it was a lot of like wailing, uh, yeah, caterwauling perhaps. <laughs> yep. Met clarinet. I don't know. It was kind of, it was a lot going on. Toy piano. I sometimes would play toy piano. Great. And accordion at the same time. Oh, so, fun facts. Very impressive. Hand. Thank you. <laughs> you have some bad older songs for us to listen to today what is the first one um the first one that i would like to share is called thylacine um which is named after uh do you know do you know about thylacines Mm -mm. they are also known as the tasmanian tiger and they are um, a marsupial that went extinct and the last one died in a cage um and this song does feature me playing toy piano and accordion at the same time Yep, and one fun fact about the recording before I started is that we recorded it like straight to tape on the, at this chapel in the college that I went to in Portland, mm-hmm. and somehow in the recording process, like the entire record is a half step lower than how we recorded it and slightly slower. So the whole record, which we released, has this like dirgy, like extra slow <laughs> feel. So if I, my voice sounds husky, it's because it, it is unnaturally husky in this record. That's the toy piano. Great. And the accordion. <laughs> How do you even do that? Uh, left hand accordion, right hand toy piano. There was one microphone and we just like circled around it. 
might be. <laughs> Seems like it would make this song it was 10 years ago and my best friend was in jail Mm -hmm. for refusing to testify in front of a grand jury so she was serving this like indefinite jail time so it ended up only being um it ended up only being four months but we weren't sure at the time Mm -hmm. and so here's the kind of punk part said with flames reflective in your eyes just wanted to make sure it was me like imagining her jail burning down um but so i wrote it after like driving she was in iowa and so we drove down like by i don't know four or five hours to davenport iowa to visit her and then like had a like 30 minute um video chat visit and then drove back oh wow so and then this is us repeating the phrase go down fighting over and over again <laughs> this my friend who was in jail at the time had made this patch that was like of a thylacine and it said go down fighting so that was kind of the that was the feeling going on with this song so kind of a tribute song definitely yeah i mean it's kind of epic i do feel embarrassed about it and i also feel like it's kind of tight. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I feel you know? like there's room for both of those emotions at once. Yes, know? totally. This is very honest, Yeah, I will say. I think sometimes that is what, for me, can be embarrassing about some of my older songs is just their, like, really intense honesty or, like, really just bald emotion. Uh, where I just feel embarrassed about the intensity of it. (laughs) Yes, totally. Yeah, I also just, like, listening to a lot of my older recordings is a lot more, like, um, like, solos and, like, jamming parts, which... I just like prefer to play more tightly arranged, like mm-hmm. intentional stuff now, which I think partially has to do with like settings too of like, oh, there's the more toy piano. <laughs> <laughs> Listen for the sneeze coming up though. That part is cool. <laughs> percussion you know <laughs> yeah so yeah we were recording in the chapel and our friend was just hanging out and sneezed during it Build them from the metal bars, the 
pretty indulgent uh, <laughs> toy piano uh, exit there. So, uh, yep, <laughs> that's thylacine. So was that uh, that was a a whole album that you recorded uh, in that space? Or? We did, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's all like I don't. Maybe we did two takes, but it's pretty much like one take through. Um, yeah, and like I'm maybe there were two mics, but I think it was just like one overhead mic to tape. So just such a different style also of well of recording also of singing or I was like and at that time too we were like a busking band you right. know and so I have definitely become uh much more interested in like singing uh different volumes into a microphone as opposed to having to like project to be heard so I feel like I learned yeah. a lot about like one part of my voice <laughs> from singing with that band yeah which for is, sure. like the loud part <laughs> <laughs> the second song that we have can you tell us a little bit about that Okay, so kind of around a similar time, um, I was also playing with this band. So I was going to school in Portland and then would come back to Minneapolis for the summers. And in the summer, started a band with some friends here called um, Rags and Iron. Mm-hmm. I think based off of the Nina Simone song is where that came from. Um, and kind of similar arrangement. It was me playing accordion. Um, and then there was violin and guitar washboard and also saw on this um on this one this is like the first song that when i wrote it i was like oh this is a song that i have written that like i want my band to play it's like that band the dapper cadavers that we just listened to like we for a long time were just playing old songs and folk Mm -hmm. songs um and then my friend hazel ricard who plays in the band and also performs now as hazel raw um would sing some of like her original songs but i'd been kind of not ready to bring something to the group so i think this was the first song that i brought to the group i will say that i don't know that i played it out with the dapper divers i think i maybe just played it with i don't have a recording of that but i do have a recording of playing it with rags and iron which again we recorded in uh, a living room on like a like, I don't know what you call it. Like a shot put mic. Is that a thing? A shotgun mic? A shot? I don't know. Something like Some that. I kind think of is accurate. A single microphone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, during this day, there was a really big storm. This is called How to Sew. All right. Awesome. One, two. One, two, three, four. That's the obviously. <laughs> <laughs> <Clearly>. <laughs> Questionable sense of timing and... Um, <laughs> high level of earnestness which yeah i think will come through just say deer poop i hope you got that <laughs> it was my past lays hidden in bus stops and concrete not deer poop and fallen trees <laughs> which is written after visit, actually visiting a friend from my other band in utah and being like oh my god we have such a different place that we grew up in you know like i grew up in uptown minneapolis is like where my folks live so mm-hmm. i spent a lot of time catching buses whatever whatever and then going to this friend's place and being like you just find piles of bones in the woods there's like deer poop like what is this very different great great use of the word poop in a song (laughs) thank you 
In the middle of a frozen lake, I was alone. True story. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> a really folk punk part coming up in just a moment. Yeah, there it is. Yep. <laughs> I feel like that kind of section is almost required. Yes, yeah, you must stop and all say the line together. Mm-hmm. That's how to sew. It's kind of, yeah, funny because the rest of that band songs were like really dark and deathy. And I was like, what about this song that's like, I don't know, yeah, about like train tracks and um, poop, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do one more song. Uh, okay. What's the final one you have to share with us? So this is another one. This one is called Garden Bed Waltz. I think kind of similar to the one that we just heard there's um yeah some major like i don't know this like uh I don't, like nostalgic imagery or mm-hmm. something i think the song will speak for itself in that regard great That's kind of catchy, honestly. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm bopping along. <laughs> Bold chord change. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> So deeper darkness creeps the earth and writhes. Just want to make sure that you caught that line. <laughs> spooky. Goes with the spooky, the saw in the background. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Super spooky. Not sure why we're doing this breakdown again, but it's fine. It was catchy. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
like the first time I heard this breakdown, I was excited about it, but I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, not totally right. sure why it's happening at the times. Because you were excited about it, and so you just right. did it a bunch and if of you're, times. If you're busking, you do want to have those repeated hooks. You That's know? true. That's true. That's the other thing. You don't have to keep switching songs. Mm-mm. The wood stove burned more than I could bear to feed. Just making sure that we're catching these lines. <laughs> it is important. <laughs> this part's about the snow. Fourth time we're hearing that breakdown. <laughs> in case you haven't been counting. <laughs> bridge. This part's cool. time <laughs> that part's cool though where the accordion goes up I like that yeah that's nice spoiled now it's all gone to seed follow the carrot roots home is the last line there so you know garden bed waltz earning its earning its name <laughs> <laughs> So when you're writing songs, are you usually thinking of it with like the full band context then since you don't play solo a lot? Are you thinking like when you're writing it, this is what the kind of thing I would want here? Yeah, kind of. I mean, usually it kind of like, I think I usually feel excited for a song to like transform with the whole band. Mm -hmm. Um, When I'm writing, it's usually like me. It often starts with like some kind of melody in my head. So maybe I'm like riding my bike or like laying in bed trying to sleep or whatever and some kind of melody or a line is coming in um and then when I have a chance to I'll sit with the piano and kind of try different chords behind it but sometimes when I'm just playing a song with the piano I don't totally know where it's gonna how it's gonna sound with Mm -hmm. others or I'm kind like I think I'll let it get like a full form on the piano yeah I don't know and then kind of like assess the form with the full band um I think that sometimes I have a sense of like, oh, this part is good. Like, I can't wait to hear what the trumpets are going to do with this part. Or sometimes I'm like, oh, um, you know, how are we going to stitch these two sections together? Like, I hope that my band's going to have some insight, you know, or I'll have sections also that I'm like, okay, I, I like know that I'm like married to this melody and this chord progression. And I don't want it to change and other parts where I'm like, well, I want it to like have this general feel, but would be fine if it changed. You know, I feel like by the time I'm bringing it, 
to my band, I like usually have a sense of what I'm attached to and what I'm um, open to changing. And has that process sort of remained similar for you the whole time you've been writing music or do you feel like it's changed a bit? Like Sister Species is like the longest creative relationship that I've had with Mm -hmm. people. So I think that that um, just like it's like we've had pretty much the same group of people for like almost five years now. Um, and that's made a really big difference with just like understanding what we're all capable of and the different roles that we can play. I mean, I think on like some of the first, like the first record that we released with that group of seven of us does have like still some instrumental breaks, but they're pretty, um, they're pretty intentional. Although, yeah, this new, I don't know, the newer stuff I've been writing just like hasn't, it hasn't felt as necessary to like give, I don't know why it is. It's just like a, a preference, I guess that I've developed, um, But anyways, I feel like I just going into a song, have a better sense of what everyone is capable of or like what I can ask for or like what some of the limits are. Um, I think also we like we know what we've done in the past. Like for a while, we were writing a lot of songs that were like boom, got, got, boom, got, got, like had that rhythm. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, oh, my God, we've got to stop with that. Like we like still joke about how like we kept playing that rhythm, you know. So I feel like when we kind of get into a rut like that we're like challenging each other to write something different um and so i think that is one thing that makes writing new songs different or there's kind of the sense of like oh how can we keep challenging ourselves or like challenging each other i think like with my own songwriting too i like am not super into writing a chorus that repeats i'm like really hesitant to do it not for any good reason i just i suppose i just like words you know yeah so i'm like oh i just want this is an opportunity for me to put more really cool words in <laughs> um and one of my band members was like but what if you just had three words repeating and i was like oh, whatever. like grumbled <laughs> about it but then have a new song that does have like some just to kind of like appease him i was like fine this song is gonna have a part that repeats or like you know so think sometimes there's like these challenges that um my band members and myself will offer each other so what are some things you've been listening to lately that you've been liking that have been inspiring you yeah great question oh okay well everyone who knows me knows that i'm really obsessed with sessa's new album Mm -hmm. um sessa is this amazing band from sao paulo who we actually got to play with at at Moon Palace, which is really a treat. I don't know. Well, okay, I, whatever. My, I feel like the stuff I listen to is kind of random. Where this year I'm like, oh yeah, I listened to like No Name and Haley Hendrix and I don't know some local people that I really love. Like Nadine's record is really great, um, or like Brent Penny who just moved to Chicago. I really loved um, his record. I liked Kate Levon's new record a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else this year that I was like, oh my God, obviously Solange's record, but some of that, you know, some of that's like so obvious that you're like, yeah, duh, <laughs> like, how could you not love that? But yeah, I really love, yeah, Sessa's album Grandeza is like, I don't know, just kind of, and all the different seasons this year I really enjoy. I think I heard about it in the summer, but it, I feel like it stood up to, to winter time. That's too. nice. Yeah, sometimes there's like one of those summertime albums that you get really into, but then you just stop listening to it when it gets a little colder. So it's nice to right. hear that that's an all seasons album. Yes, I would say so. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. It was really um, a fun and surprising treat to get to listen to so many <laughs> old songs and to be like, what have I, like, what have I kept? And like, what have I not kept? You know? Yeah. So good. Well, I'm glad it was enjoyable for you. Yeah.
For sure. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye. Cold is the ultimate absence. Shockingly measurable, though at some point all you feel is void. Hey, thanks for listening. You can find Sister Species and Betazoid's music on the internet, everywhere you find music. And you can find us on Instagram at Bad Songwriter and on Twitter at Bad underscore Songwriter. We'll be posting a playlist with all the artists and songs mentioned in today's episode. Um, so you can find that and give it a listen. If you like the podcast, we'd love it, love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe because that helps us out. And if you are a songwriter who's interested in being on the podcast, you can email us at badsongwriterpod at gmail.com. Thanks. Bye.